This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3285 for Friday the 5th of March 2021. Today's show is entitled, Upgrading Ubuntu on my Samsung N150 Plus Netbook. It is hosted by Mr. X, and is about 18 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Ubuntu 16.04 LTS to 20.04.1 LTS upgrade on aging Samsung N150 Plus Netbook. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Welcome, Hacker Public Radio audience. My name is Mr X, and welcome to this podcast. As per usual, I'd like to thank the people at HPR for making this service available to us all. HPR is a community-led podcast provided by the community for the community. That means you can contribute too. Why don't you pick up a microphone or a mobile mobile phone or um, a dictaphone or anything you've got to hand, hit the record button and send something in. It's really quite easy. Uh, they've gone to a lot of effort to make it simple and uh, sl- slimline the whole process. And it's uh, you might find it quite therapeutic, as I do. Anyway, um, it's late December uh, 2020. The thing is still going on. <laughs> um, I, um, I recorded a previous episode which hasn't gone out, neither this one yet. Uh, I'm guessing this will be a second follow-on one to the previous one, which hasn't gone out yet. (laughs) And uh, I will try in this occasion to speak a little slower, a little less frantic. Um, Time to clip my audio, because I did. I noticed there was a bit of clipping going on, so I backed that off a little bit. Uh, I think it was all done in a bit of a rush. So I'm a bit more relaxed, at ease with the world. So, moving on. In this episode, I'm going to cover... uh, I've been upgrading my machines because I've got a wee bit of time on my hands at last. And uh, the second machine I'm upgrading this on this occasion is my ageing Samsung N150 Plus netbook. I I, I got given it from from Mrs X. I'm sure I've mentioned this to you before. And... uh, there's one thing about it that I thought was quite surprising and so she got it and uh, it came with Windows 7 and uh, it ran for oh about over a year something like that absolutely fine and then just after I think it was just after the year you know after the warranty's up of course 
But it started to run slow and slower and slower and slower to the point where it would take forever to boot up. I mean, just took forever. And she said, well, I've not got any use for you. You can just have it. So thank you very much. So um, we still got Windows 7 on it. Um, but uh, I put, I partitioned it and I installed uh, Lubuntu. I think it was Lubuntu I installed it originally. I can't remember that's just I think this might be the second time this could be, this could be the third time I've upgraded Lubuntu but but the the point is anyway uh, that once I installed uh, Linux on it it was absolutely fine and it's never slowed down now I'm sure a lot of you might be tempted to blame Microsoft for this uh, but I don't think it is I, th- I think it's the, the the suppliers of the of the of the netbook whether it's the shop um, or Samsung itself but it it, it must be the software that they're installing on this thing is 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 actually I suspect it's, it's although I have no categorical proof but I suspect it's set to make the machine run like a bag of old nails after a year or so after, after the warranty's gone and there's no need for that I mean that's that's just verging on being criminal really anyway that's my rant over it this is about the upgrade the my third upgrade I think at least the third upgrade to this Samsung and so I'm going from um, I was going to uh, upgrade from Lubuntu 16.04 LTS to 20.04 I actually end up 20.04.1 LTS so the the first thing I did is I I, I copied um, all my important documents and files um, onto a hard drive just, just to back them up just in case things went wrong and then I had a wee bit digging around and I found that I think now, I'm sorry, I, I, I've not done a lot of research after the fact. Um, I was just, as per usual, just, just keen to get the thing done. Uh, but when I googled, I found that an upgrade really wasn't possible from 1604, Lubuntu 1604 to 2004. And this is, I think, because the Lubuntu team switched desktops or something like that. Obviously, things were a bit of a flux, and they switched to a different desktop environment, and um, it wasn't really possible to. They didn't. They said if you did it, that it would end up with a, a non-booting machine. I seem to remember. Um, I don't have a link for that. I don't know where I read that, but it was just something I googled at the time. So it was just as well I backed up all my files. Um, so I downloaded a fresh version of Lubuntu 20.04.1, and um, I found a spare. 30, well, I found a 32 gig USB stick. I had to then copy all the files from that into a safe place, and uh, and then, uh, of course, that all takes time. I opened uh, the uh, the download image using Disk Image Writer. I think this is the first time I've actually used that. I can't remember how I did it in the past, whether it was DD or something else. I don't know, but um, it was very easy. Um, yeah, very easy indeed. I was quite impressed with. Uh, I think it's something I've never really thought to, to use before for some reason. I'm not sure why. But anyway, yeah, I'm sure you've already found that to be the case. And I'm probably slow in the uptake to use ImageWriter. Um, yep, yeah, so I switched on the laptop, hit F2 to check the boot um, order and whatnot. And it, it, was, it set it to, to USB. And uh, I booted from the USB stick. It's a live distro. And uh, so I, I tried a few things out. Um, I found that the uh, mouse speed was uh, 
really slow on the trackpad and I was trying to adjust it but it didn't seem to make any difference um, I, I, I discovered what it was later on so I'm going to cover it later on I connected the Wi-Fi and the the, the Wi-Fi um, connecting um, icon and the process was a lot more seemed a lot more clunky than um, not a lot more a bit more clunky than uh, and I ended up going through the menus a few times you've got to kind of do a single scan sweep and then pick the what things that it finds but it, it, it just seemed uh, unfortunately I didn't write any notes on this but it, it, I do remember it being a bit, a bit seemed a, bit, a lot more clunky than uh, it was previously however it did connect and it was fine so that, that, that seemed okay I went to YouTube and played a few videos just to make sure that they worked okay. Um, the volume keys worked okay to adjust the volume up and down. Not particularly important, but I've got volume keys on the key on the netbook. So I thought, hey, okay, that's good enough. I, I'm not using it for very much, just uh, simple, um, just for simple SSHing into things and and cutting and pasting a few things, some some uh, Firefox or something, a bit of scripting or whatever as well. So that that'll be fine. So. Um, I went through the install process and uh, I selected uh, manual partitioning because I couldn't make head nor sense of I wasn't sure what it was going to do so I thought well I plan a safe said if I do it myself then I've only got myself to blame but if I leave it to, to for it to, to decide then uh, it might go haywire it's what I usually tend to do actually um, to be fair I usually do, do it manually so I used existing um, partition and uh, so I formatted the existing Lubuntu partition and the swap partition which is on SDA6 and so then that, that was fine, went through the whole process it was slow <laughs> took a long time on this wee net, uh, netbook um, but eventually it completed and booted the thing up and uh, I, what I was I was kind of surprised and Maybe it's, it's because I do these upgrades, uh, these installs so infrequently. But it, it remembered the Wi-Fi connection uh, between boots, so that was that was nice. That was a nice touch. So I didn't need to go through arduous nonsense of trying to connect again. And I, so after it missed something about uh, something about doing a, f- a full upgrade, uh, and it didn't give any details. So I wasn't quite sure was it going to go from twenty oh four to 20 point, uh, 20.10 which would have taken out of the LTS release because remember this is 2004 I like to stick to LTS releases because it's such a nuisance to upgrade so I want it to last as long as possible so I was a wee bit reluctant but I, I said yes to that and uh, at the end of the the um, full upgrade as, as they called it um, you know after the first boot uh, I, did, I did a um, I tried to do LSB underscore release and of course that didn't work uh, because that's been something's happened to that just like on, on my previous install for the Pi so I did uh, cat slash etsy slash os dash release and yes I was still in, in still running 20, uh, 2004 LTS so that was good excellent the login screen has an option, um, has a desktop option, um, but by default it's set to Lubuntu. Now I don't know what that means, what desktop environment it means. Um, I'm a bit, I mean I know I'd recognise GNOME I think, I think I'd recognise KDE, but I'm a bit rusty with all the different desktop environments. 
Um, so I don't actually know what the default Lubuntu desktop was. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the the default one, I found it to be really a bit slow and unresponsive. It was fast enough, but it was a bit slow. And I also found that the the decoration around the, the terminal windows were a bit was a bit clunky and obviously it's a wee netbook with a small screen so that made it um, it meant that things tended to wrap on, on the screen and I mean I'm sure I could have uh, maybe there's probably options to tidy things up and everything uh, but uh, I did, did think it was a bit a bit a bit clunky uh, for on, on such a small screen um, so on that boot screen I tried one of the other desktops and I think there may only have been one more I can't remember but there was one LXQT so I, pl- I picked that one and I was and I was also uh, pleased to find that when I rebooted it it remembered that setting which was quite nice and it was a bit more responsive and the terminal screen was much tidier uh, it, the text didn't wrap and the whole the whole experience was much more much more fluid St- still not as, as quick as uh, the previous Lubuntu but I guess it's just everything gets a bit fatter and it's a really old netbook so what can I expect I guess but certainly usable so that's that's the main thing a lot um, so that's fine what I found with, with I was saying this, the mouse speed was too slow um, and I, I, I was kind of sort of thinking that the mouse, mouse and trackpad were the same thing but they're not of course silly me there's actually an option for the trackpad, so it was in uh, preferences, LXQT settings, keyboard and mouse, mouse and touchpad, acceleration speed, um, and I'm, I think it was set to point one, and it's now set to five. I, I just think uh, also, oh, and I also selected single click to activate items. I, I, I just felt that the interface was a wee bit. You know, I felt maybe that for somebody who was just starting out, they might find some of the interface a wee bit more slightly confusing. If you're a seasoned Linux user, you'd be fine, but I, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a cleaner, simpler um, with the previous Lubuntu. Just, just my general observations. Uh, could just be me, of course. Um, I installed some of my favourites like Midnight Commander, NCDU, Screen, PV, Mock, SSH. Generated some RSA keys so that I could uh, log into um, my Pi 13 upstairs. Uh, no problems. Um, I copied all my files and documents uh, from my portable hard drive back onto the laptop. Now, this time, because I had installed MC uh, Midnight Commander, I thought I'd use it. And... Uh, Oh, I was surprised how how good Midnight Commander was. Actually, when I was copying the files off the laptop, the netbook, it crashed a couple of times, and I had to split the job up because uh, it locked up a couple of times. It's probably due to limitations of RAM and whatnot. But also with the trackpad and whatnot, it's so easy to to lift your finger off and you know put things in the wrong place. I, I generally use Control c and Control v when I'm using file managers like that. I don't like moving things with the mouse because it's so easy um, to put something in the wrong place, let it go, bang, and off you go. You, you've made a disaster, you know. But um, oh, Midnight Commander was so nice. 
uh, it, it gave a, a constant percentage of the progress of each individual file being copied. An overall progress, which was also very useful and reassuring, uh, with such a slow laptop. I mean, with a with a GUI uh, file manager that comes with Ubuntu, I wasn't actually sure for a long time whether the machine crashed or not. Uh, where you would you would instantly know with Midnight Commander, I had no crashes at all with that. It, it, it just ran completely smooth, completely fast. Um, oh, it's just you know, if, if you're going to be doing things like that, uh, I thoroughly recommend Midnight Commander. Um, I don't use it on a day-to-day basis, to be fair, but for something like that, I guess it's one of these things, if you use it's the right tool for the right job, I suppose, you know. Yeah, so finally, some, some general thoughts and observations. I've maybe already covered some of this. The keyboard screen brightness buttons, uh, keyboard buttons don't work anymore. There's a, there's a keyboard, um, quite a nice keyboard capture facility where you, you, you pick the option and you see and you hit a button and then it, when you when you hit a key it, it picks up the key combination that you're you're pushing and then and then records it so that, oh that's that's fine and I thought maybe it wasn't recognising the function key followed by the bring it up and down uh, button but it turned out it wasn't that because it also tells you the command that it's, that it's not running to to do the action so I, I pasted that command into a terminal and it didn't push the brightness up and down so it's something else that's that's at fault now I haven't, haven't looked into that and I may not even bother because it's not that big a deal but it worked with the previous um, version of Ubuntu um, boot time is uh, much much slower than the um, previous Ubuntu, maybe twice as slow because it was quite snappy at, at booting up previously it still feels a little sluggish now but I think it's perfectly usable I've got a feeling this this might actually be the last upgrade this netbook sees as it's now getting a bit long in the tooth. It's, it's got really limited RAM and the processor's pretty low grade and uh, it really is quite a few years old now. Uh, but uh, and of course the the, the power switch is, is uh, snapped off a number of years ago. I've got to use a pair of scissors to turn it on, so uh, it really is getting past it. But for now, perfectly usable. Well. That's basically it, I think. Um, I don't have much else to add. I don't know when this is going to go out, but I hope you all have a Merry Christmas when it comes and a nice New Year and you all stay safe and whatnot. And um, this could be months before this gets posted, so it could be, uh, it could be meaningless that. But uh, anyway, th- thank you very much and, and uh, all the very best for now. If you want to contact me, I can be contacted at Mr. X at HPR at googlemail.com. That's MRX AT HPR, the at symbol googlemail.com. So until next time, thank you and goodbye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. 
If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.